Welcome everybody to Broadcast Team Alpha. So good to have you here again tonight. Really excited about the guests that we have tonight. You know that we are your one-stop shop for everything quantum and it just keeps growing. So Sunday night, Augie has the pair. Welcome everybody to Broadcast Every Team Alpha. Augie so has the, um, hold on, we're getting a little, little bit of, uh, feedback from somewhere i'm sure it's me okay so Sounds sunday good. night at 8 p.m eastern augie has the paranormal show which is always interesting and intriguing and then on friday at 7 30 we have a quick quantum well-being show where we cover everything well-being right i mean from body to mind spirit and soul we go all over the board and then of course we have the tuesday night show where we have amazing guests like uh, Reverend Lisa that Augie's going to tell you about in a minute. We are going on a mystical, magical, amazing ride tonight, but we want to invite you to join us. You can join us at broadcastteamalpha.com. There is a page there, a link if you want to ask us any questions or send us a message. And of course, we have the membership group right here on YouTube. Augie is back there loading up the, loading up the back room for just the members filled with information and videos and exclusive content and then we'd like to introduce you to or invite you to depending upon if you're new to us tonight to the mastermind connection it is like a spiritual think tank but we come together um, it could be a spiritual think tank if you were more of a the per persuasion where you talk in terms of prayer we come together to create the image of beautiful benevolent loving things that we want to see in the world in ourselves and in each other and we just mastermind on that through a beautiful meditation and an imagery journey and really miraculous things have happened if you would like to join us send an email to the T-H-E, mastermindconnection at gmail.com, all one word. And we would love to have you there at Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern. And it's really a lot of fun. So, Augie, please tell us about our lovely guest. Oh, yes, I will. This is going to be fun. We have... Uh, I can't hear you. Can you guys hear him? Yeah, yeah we can oh, hear you. Yeah. yeah, we have Lisa Barnett with us. And... Um, I I want to kind of mention her website also for those of you that like to surf the internet while you are watching the show because then you then you got one ear on the internet and you one ear on us and that works fine and uh, Lisa is um, she has is an Akashic record expert and founder of the Akashic Knowing school of wisdom so tonight we are stepping out into the wilderness of the spiritual world again where all the good stuff is and um, it appears as everything we think imagine and do is recorded somewhere in the akashic records we will also visit what happens before we are born. Why are we here? Why do we have so many goofy and strange people in our life? Did we invite them to come and join us or what? Is there actually a plan for what we are going through? Maybe we even have a purpose. Why is all the garbage happening to us sometimes? Could we, in a rational stupidity, have agreed to some of that? Well, let's find out. Who better to talk about this than our guest tonight, Lisa Barnett. She has written several books on it. One of them is Akasha. Your soul has a plan. Another one is Awaken to your life purpose through the Akashic Records. And the third one is the infinite wisdom of the Akashic Records. And she's got more books on it. And she has some tools so we can go there and have a look. And she can help us with um, the looking part as well as the healing 
after we discover what is there. So let's find out some more. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. I'm just really thrilled to be here with you two tonight. So thank you for having me on. It is our pleasure. Thank you so much. And so I, I love to just get to know the amazing person that you are before we get into uh, the nuts and bolts, which is very exciting. And how did all this come up for you, Lisa? I mean, can you trace it back to your childhood or did you know this was coming? How did that happen? You know, I actually do trace it back to my childhood. Um, so my earliest memory was I was a little toddler. I was, you know, three or so years old. And I remember standing in the kitchen with my mother and I was trying to explain something to her. And she obviously wasn't understanding me because I was like, I'm so frustrated. And I remember literally looking at my hands and thinking, oh, no 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 right i'm trapped in a body again <laughs> and i had this memory of not being in a body of with my two dearest soul sisters kind of hanging out in the etheric energy before coming down and thinking oh. and i just I said to my mom i want to go back right now and i, I want to go home <laughs> so she could never figure out how to send me home so here i still am but <laughs> it triggered me to literally start my spiritual path when i was about 13 14 years old when i could actually start to read like adult spiritual books and so i started to study at a very early age Oh, that's why. Well, I'm glad she didn't send you back, or you figure. I'm glad you didn't figure out how to go back. So, so happy to have you here. That's that's amazing. That's it's amazing how for so many of us, uh, we do trace it back to that time when we're so fresh, you know, in the body, yet still so close to where we came from. So, I love it. I love it. I know the veil and I know is still Augie. pretty thin, <laughs> right? The veil is thin when we're so young, right? So a lot of kids at that, like one, two, three, still have those memories. And then, you know, by the yeah. time we're going to school and getting busy out there in the world, we definitely, um, we just forget, you know, we just, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and conversely, do you think now with everything, the acceleration, the awakening, the age of Aquarius, how do you feel that the status of the veil is now? Yes, I, I completely believe it is thinning. I have to say that, um, you know, I came here. Definitely, I know so many of the light workers on the planet have come here for this moment in time. And I don't think we actually thought it was going to take quite this long, or I might not have come in as early as I did. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> right? Nothing is written in stone, is what the record keepers always say. But we really are speeding up time. The veil is thinning. I am, I, I kind of laugh because I ask the Akashic record keepers, how will I know, right? How will I know, like, that we finally made it into like the fifth dimension? Yeah. And they say, um, I, I look out a big picture window and there's golden California hills out there. And they say, you will see the unicorns right over the hill. Oh, and my I goodness. Think, oh, I can't wait for that day. <laughs> That's a pretty definitive sign. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, who, who are the record keepers, so to speak? Right. Oh, always a fabulous question because... Um, People often have a, a kind of an idea of what the Akasha, Akasha records are, um, but I think very few people know that there are beings of light that are in service to you keeping your records. So I tend to see the Akashic record as a library. And so I consider the Akashic record keepers our personal librarians. And to me, the thing that is so beautiful is that Every single person has their own library, right? There's big collective group libraries and libraries of like the earth and of science and of different things. But each soul 
has its own library and its own set of Akashic Record Keepers, beings of light in service so that you can easily understand who you are, who you've been, why you came and more that we'll talk about. Beautiful. That's that sounds like a really busy place, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot going on there. Yeah, and that kind of makes sense, actually, because uh, I have uh, kind of the uh, impression of that every level of existence has its library. That is, they're all connected. And if you have a library, you've got to have librarians. We have libraries here. We, we call them libraries and we get librarians. So that makes perfect sense. Somebody has to organize and keep the records. Right. Or something, I should say more, maybe. Right. Yes, yes. And, you know, to me, it's interesting because, of course, um, it's a beautiful idea that these these pure light beings. The, so the interesting thing about the record keepers is that they are pure source energy. They've never been human. They have they're not galactic. They have not gone on their own soul journey. And the kind of the gift of that is that they also have no judgment, right? They have never been human where we learn a lot of judgment, right? And so it's interesting when I do Akashic Record readings for clients, every once in a while, someone will be like, you know, I'm really, I'm nervous because what if I have all this, you know, bad karma and they judge me and it's like, it never happens that way because yeah. there is no such thing as bad karma. Karma is not punishment, right? It is about your soul growth. And the record keepers are here in service, pure service. So they have no judgment about anything that we do. And so it's nice and it's refreshing and the vibration is part of source energy. And so when we work in the records, we are literally um, wrapped in pure love pure source energy love and light so it's a it's a gorgeous energy to be in that sounds yeah. beautiful that sounds so beautiful and uh it reminds me of of abraham hicks where they say that when we go non-physical we are pure positive energy and everything is just love i love that so there's no there's no judgment then i would imagine there's no polarity up there either if the, if it is up right <laughs> Really? So they actually explain it. They say when souls individuate from source, right? It's kind of like you're born as a soul. Um, you individuate and some souls, instead of going on a journey, they, they tell me these kind of funny stories because they're just pure love and light and they're actually very funny. But they say, you know, um, imagine that you were a soul that was just came down an elevator and you're standing on a busy Manhattan street and you're with everybody who just came out that elevator with you. We were just kind of birthed from source. Here we are birthed from the elevator standing there saying, where should we go? What should we do? And, and some of us think, well, let's go for a walk. Maybe you could get on a bus. You could go for a walk or grab a taxi, but some souls go for a walk and they come upon that energy vibration, which I just consider really that information arm of source where the Akash is stored. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know, imagine that you went in as this little group of souls and you're like, what can I learn? I want to figure out where I want to go, what I want to do, all of these different things. And you go into the energy of the Akasha and, um, and, and you start to learn, you become a librarian. And so you actually, what the record keepers told me when they asked me to start a school, wow. at that point I was a mom in the suburbs. I had three toddlers and they said, um, we'd like you to help us anchor the Akashic records back on earth and start a school. And I said, what are you crazy? I've got three toddlers, <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm a mom in the suburbs. Why me? Why would you ask me of all humans on the planet? Right. And they literally said to me, they said, because you were one of us, you mm -hmm. in the beginning were an Akashic record keeper. And so wow. you can hear us, obviously, 
we speak to you and you can hear us. And so that made perfect sense, right? You know how when you hear a truth, something that's right, just true to you, you're like, oh, oh. And so they told me this funny little story about, you know, Manhattan and going into the library and then staying in the library for a long enough time, learning and growing. And then eventually we go on our soul's journey and eventually I've been a galactic traveler. And of course, we are all great creator beings. And at some point, we decide to come to Earth and experience this unusual level of information and mm -hmm. worldly being. So, yeah. So if somebody asked me, what is the Akashic Records? I can honestly tell them it's a universal library with all information that from past, present and future involving you and everything else in your existence and the world possibly. And we may go there and see things in different ways, not necessarily just books, it could be visual images. And how do we experience the actual information there? How do we go about that? So when I teach my classes, I teach um, a five-step wisdom prayer system that the Akashic Record Keepers gave me many, many years ago. Because when they asked me to start a school, I said, okay, how am I going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> they said, we will give you energetic keys in the form of sacred prayers that will literally move you from this space and dimension into the akasha and so i teach my students my five-step wisdom or their five-step wisdom prayer system um and i teach these energetic keys that will open the door and then of course because most of us have had hundreds and hundreds of lives here on earth um, we have honed different skills. So some of us are more clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, right? Claircognizant. We have all of these different clairs. And so when I teach my students, I teach them to ask a specific question and then allow the energy information kind of download to come through. And I suggest that writing it out is the easiest way to kind of get out of your head, right? We want to drop out of our head and into our heart center, connecting into the Akasha through our heart and through our crown using these vibrational keys and then receive that information. So for some people, if you're clairaudient, you would hear usually in your own head, in your own voice, but you would hear the answer to your question. And you might get a couple of images or pictures. You might be like, oh, I get a little picture and then I maybe claircognizant. I know this story. So we all receive the information in a little bit different of a way. And to me, I find that with practice, we start to... Um, activate and hone and blend a lot of our clairvoyant, claircognizant, you know, clairsentient, clairaudient aspects in the body. So the information can start to come through actually very full in a very full sort of way. That's beautiful. And do people go in majoritively with a question or with multiple questions or what's what's your tre trend do you notice yeah <laughs> so um when clients come to me for a reading and energy healing they usually have a few questions or occasionally they have kind of like a big question right sometimes people say what is my purpose anyway um and we might work around that because everyone has purposes no one has one purpose it's not a job description they're very connected to kind of the spiritual archetypes that we are the gifts and talents we've honed over many lifetimes and so um purpose is not a simple answer of course if it was simple if it was like oh get the job at you know that company then i'm sure you would have figured it out 
but <laughs> it's a process or we would be bored. <laughs> it's one of the things that record keepers yeah. often tell me. It's like, it is a process life, right? It's a journey. It's fun. So, um, we come in and and in an hour session with me most people can ask three four five questions kind of depending on on the depth and how much healing that um that they would like or or would be useful really because the akashic record is part of source energy it is part of the quantum field and so the phenomenal thing to me is that there is no time and space so yes. yeah. when I'm in your records, I could go back to a past life trauma and heal the energetic trauma that has you stuck in a level of, of fear or unworthiness or whatever it is the record keepers tell us. We can actually unravel that, kind of unwrite that record because you've learned that lesson. You've moved beyond it. So, so it's stuck energy. We can release the stuck energy and then bring the gifts and the wisdom back right into this present moment because there is no time and space in the quantum. So it's a great um, gift that, that we can um, use and access. And I teach my students because you can go into past lives and heal past life trauma and reclaim those gifts and talents also. So it doesn't matter if it was 10 years ago or when you were 10 years old or, you know, a thousand years ago, we can yes. move that outside brings of time me, and space to heal that. That brings me to a question. Going back and viewing the past, that is simple. I didn't say easy, but it's simple enough. You could do right. that. But what about the future? Can you also go into the Akashic Records and let's say that you have thought something into existence so much that it's almost solid and that might exist in the future. Could you go there and see how it turned out? Yeah, so fabulous question. Um, so yes, and it can be so helpful because the interesting things that we often project from this life into this future um, are things from actually when we're young, sometimes childhood dreams. So I've worked with clients um, who have um, imagined right their their perfect partner as right prince charming on a on a beautiful white steed and they're wondering you know 10 years goes by why can't i find my perfect partner where's my prince charming well energetically they have created this really strong pattern and that's not really what they want anymore that was good when they were five and they were watching sleeping beauty or something but now so we can actually go into that possible future clear actually again we're kind of releasing that that childhood energy from it and we are when we can release that energy that created that that picture it gets recycled so it comes back to you for your highest good so from this moment i can now consciously create the kind of partner that i would like as an adult, right? And so um, we can release, recycle, you know, reclaim, clear some of the energy that we've created into the future that doesn't serve us. And we can actually, and again, because there's, you know, hundreds or thousands of possibilities and probabilities out there, um, the record keepers always say nothing is written in stone. We we do not have that sort of um, definite future. We do not write our soul's plan in that sort of way. So there might be a lot of possibilities. We may say I'm looking for that possibility, and you know, let me understand. Let me talk to my future self in this Akashic record, just like I can go back and, and reclaim past life wisdom from other lifetimes. So I can also go into the future and say, hey, how did I get here? What did we do? Is there anything you can share with me that would be useful to know? And so we can also have those kind of conversations to support ourselves creating that 
future that we'd like. What a beautiful gift. What a what a liberation for so many people, I imagine. How does how does healing happen uh, in the Akasha? Mm. So because it is part of this quantum field, um, the way I see, feel, notice it is often when I open someone's record. So I, a client comes to me and they say, please open my records. I have some, some questions. Maybe I have some, some trauma or emotional pain, or it's, it's, uh, kind of actualizing in the body. It's creating physical pain. And so we would open their Akashic records. I speak to these beautiful librarians. They talk to me. I'm pretty clear audience in that way. I would say, what can we know about, say, this um, this trauma from their childhood, or or let's just use an example of a of a really challenging um, marriage and divorce, and maybe the the partner was um, emotionally abusive, and it was a terrible breakup, and even though it was ten years ago we're still have kind of a broken heart. We're a little afraid to, you know, go forward. Do I even want to have another relationship? Did I plan it? Did I write that into my soul contracts? And so we can actually ask, did this person write a soul contract to have a significant partner, a supportive, kind, loving partner in this life? Is there a person, a contract for that? And we'll often get a yes because we're smart souls and we write you know 10 12 contracts for significant partners because wow we don't know where we'll be in the future so we can actually understand oh yes you have that contract okay let's go back and clear the energy of the old contract with that um that first husband or whatever it is and and say so what was that about why would i have married someone who turned out to be emotionally abusive and we find out that this was a karmic pattern we want to work through we wanted to learn and grow as a soul maybe we ended up becoming a therapist because we realized we could really help other people with what we've learned about you know kind of different emotional abuse and and trauma and so we start to understand as a soul this is the part of our plan we wanted to grow and because we're in the quantum field as we talk about it we can release contracts that no longer serve literally i see them like little old um, contracts or scrolls that burn so they go up in flame and all of that energy gets recycled because of course everything is actually energy and so it's just being recycled so we can clear those um those old contracts we can kind of release um i almost see it like blowing it up i'm a kind of a fan of flame and fire and <laughs> and, and blowing things up because energetically that's what we're doing to release stuck pain that it like it's gets stuck like an energy ball and so we blow it up to release it so that that energy can be recycled in this quantum field for the highest good of all mm. and then we can bring it that which is serving us right the the gifts the talents the wisdom from that past life from that earlier ask part of our life whatever that is we can actually energetically bring it into this present moment and really drop it into this physical body so we can start to feel that energy and receive some of that that wisdom from ourself i love that i've i have a couple of um ethical ish questions can you access anybody else's records and i've heard that sometimes some people for whatever reason are not permitted access to their records is that true so interesting so it, I, I love the ethical question so thank you um yes. the record keepers long ago um and, and they're really pretty they're they're <laughs> very clear on this you are not allowed to access anyone else's records without their permission right so when i do a reading for someone i literally ask them to sign a consent form so i want your consent to open Perfect. your records now energetic consent certainly works i figure if someone's going to to schedule and pay for an appointment with me that is consent 
but I really like to have them read about what the records are and really how this works and, and sign that consent form. So we never do it without consent. Um, and what the record keepers do say, if you misuse or abuse their, your access into the Akashic Records, you will lose access to the Akashic Records. So if I misused it or, or, or opened someone's records who didn't ask me to, um, I could lose access to the realm. Oh. And um, I, have, I have never met anyone who, um, so no one's ever come to me who's, whose records I could not access. <laughs> so there may be people for who knows what reason. Sometimes there is kind of a past life um, mm. energy. Like if you misuse and abuse that in another lifetime, you may have to live this lifetime without access to the Akash. Um, I have never met them personally, so I can't speak from experience in, in that way. Do, do, do any people who go to with you um, actually block the information because they're scared or, or whatever reason? Mm. Does that ever happen? So you know, um, occasionally when I open someone's records, of course, they 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 want, but, you know, they want the information. But like you say, sometimes we're a little nervous. We think, you know, I'm not always such a nice person. What are they going to say? And again, I just really like to let them know that there is no judgment. And sometimes yeah. what I'll notice is there's other people in their energy field that are more likely to be blocking access. Uh -huh. Say there's a a, a friend or a partner who maybe is afraid of what you're going to learn. <laughs> or, oh <boy>. you know. <laughs> so, so occasionally, energetically, there will be some some other energies, which is, you know, usually easy enough just to clear out, send that whoever's energy that is back to them, move it out of this field. You don't belong in their records. You don't belong in their energy field even. So we can clear that out, release that, and then gain access pretty simply. <sighs> That's beautiful. I got, a, That's beautiful. I got a threefold question for you. First of all, uh, you mentioned soul contracts. How do we create those soul contracts? And who is helping us do that? And mm. why do we have soul contracts when we are supposed to have free will here? Does that <laughs> impose on the free will or is it still free will because we decided to do it back out there or or in here right we're here right <laughs> great 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 questions uh let's see if i remember them all as i'm speaking so the thing is is that before you embody your soul writes a plan okay yep. you say i'm going to write this nice plan and then i'm going to come here and then i'm going to have amnesia and i'm going to try and figure out what i wanted to do with my life right yeah what's, what's, so, what's up with it's that a little crazy <laughs> <laughs> it is a crazy idea but before we embody because it's a big deal to embody we get excited we want to come here and i know a lot of light workers are going to be like really i didn't really want to come here you know i was a three-year-old thinking oh no what am i doing here again right so i get it <laughs> but but yep. as a soul before we embody we often are very 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 excited about coming here and helping and all the good things that we get to do and this is really a beautiful world and we come really so often in service and and because it's the only really place dimension where we can learn and grow with this whole amnesia kind of idea um so it's a wonderful place to come and and learn, right? Because we don't know everything like when we're in other realms. But between we have, we, we literally, we're going to come back to Earth. There's, you know, so many layers of um, helpers and guides, angelics, record keepers who help us to say, okay, what do I want to do this time, right? Why, why am I coming back? Who do I want to do it with, right? Who do I want to write? support contracts with so most of us write a couple dozen support contracts that means i'm going to support you and you're going to support me and they may be our parents they may be our our uh, significant partners they may be our children maybe their business partner could be your best friend um 
you know, it's so we write a lot of them to support each other, to be in support. Sometimes they are people from our original soul family. Like when I was talking about, you know, if you came down in an elevator and that little people, that group of souls stepped out of the elevator, that's your soul family. Like you were born in this little basket or you were born in this elevator. But so there you are um, with this family and you run around the galaxies together. So often we have them in our lifetime again and again and coming in and supporting each other. Now, then we get complicated. So we have these contracts. We write extras because we know we move about. We have a lot of, we have free will. You know, we make choices and we may choose to marry someone who we don't even have a soul contract with because we really want to move to another country or get away from my parents or whatever that might be. So we may make choices based on um, personality, trauma, you know, e egoic desires so you may actually marry somebody that you didn't write a contract with and then you may miss that other soul person that you had a beautiful support contract with for a marriage or whatever it is and yeah because we have free will and because we are very fluid beings a lot of things come around again right maybe that marriage didn't work out because it didn't have a contract and then that person shows back up in your life again or one of those mm -hmm. other five contracts you wrote wow. for a supportive significant partnership then they show up right so um it's quite a bit of both um to me we set up a plan we write contracts we have gifts and talents we want to share in the world and we may or may not choose to do any of those things, or maybe we do some of them and we don't do others. Sometimes we sleep through most of our lives and then, you know, maybe we have some near death experience that pops us awake at 50 or 60 and we're like, oh my gosh, there's a whole spiritual world out there. I've yeah. been missing that. And yes, then we want to. Yeah. So, jump. and how important is it? So, I would imagine, based on what you said, that if people have recurring patterns in their life they could probably like reverse engineer it right up in the akashic realm with you and how important is it to let's say that that repeating pattern is so pervasive that they know that you know it's it's some contracts that they agreed to but they don't know how many or which one do you just break all contracts or how, how would you handle that right. um so i only break contracts that are actually complete right so yeah. we don't want to muck about in the akash right we don't want to spiritually bypass anyone's soul growth or learning and so it's very important to ask the record keepers for the help and the guidance. We don't literally just go stomping around. That's why we talk to the record keepers and say, you know, what's going on here? So often a repeating pattern has to do with a karmic pattern. And that means there's some challenge I want to learn about, but I don't really want to learn about it, right? So like, yeah. I want to understand compassion and so maybe I'm, you know, born to someone who's um, maybe has a uh, some kind of is an alcoholic or has some addictive pattern or something like that. And we as a soul wanted to come in, be the compassion, be that light, maybe even hold a space, even though we're the child of this same mother, we really came in with the idea that our love, our light, their memory, everything would kind of wake them up and they would be like, oh, love is enough. I don't need this addiction. Now, as we know, in this human world, it doesn't usually work out that way, but sometimes it absolutely does. But maybe you're not even aware of that. You go on and then you get married and you end up going, how the heck did I marry an alcoholic? How, why am I repeating this pattern? What did I not learn or what did I not do, right? Was I not able to be compassion and forgiveness and love? Was I not aware of it? Maybe as a kid, I stormed off and said, I'm never going to see my mother again because she didn't wake up and love me. 
right? So now mm-hmm. I feel like a victim. So there's a victim pattern that gets in my karmic pattern. And so now I'm yes. like, okay, now I feel like a victim. And so now I need to figure that out. So again, there comes the husband, the alcoholic husband. If we're pretty conscious, then maybe we figure it out. Oh my gosh, I'm taking this personally. It's not about me. It's their addiction. I'm here to be the love. Maybe help them, you know, get to AA or, you know, break through that pattern. And often once that contract of help and support and and being that love, once that contract is completed, whether the person gets sober or not, that doesn't matter. The contract is complete. You did what you came to do. You came to be the love and the support, the compassion and and they, if they say, no, I'm going to drink anyway, I don't care about getting sober, your contract is done. It's actually complete or null and void. And nice. so you're really kind of freed from that. And then energetically, we can burn it again. <laughs> it's not any use anymore. We learned the lesson. We figured it out. Release the energy. Recycle it for your highest good. Now that you've learned that, learned that lesson you know, grew from that yeah. as a soul. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Re- reincarnating with other people that you have previous lives with, that is kind of contract, but it brings me to a word, and that is soulmates. Most mm-hmm. people think that if you find your soulmate, everything is bliss, right? That's what right. most people are at least hoping to, or they think so. But that may not be totally right, is it? Because maybe there's someone that you have bickering all the time, but maybe you have a contract as a soulmate to learn from each other. Could that be possible also? Oh, absolutely. So um, hopefully this doesn't shock too many people. (laughs) I don't actually believe in soulmates per se. What the Akashic Record Keepers say is again, you are born in a basket or you're born with a family of, you know, 30, 40, 50 other souls. So there's a bunch of you there. And then because we're such huge souls, when we individuate, we're huge creator beings out in the galaxies. As we start to embody on planets, we actually do break into numerous pieces. So you might break into a hundred pieces and go into a hundred bodies. So not one other person. Um, So the way the record keepers explain it is that we have more soul family members. They feel like soulmates because you've been running around together for trillions of years and you know them very well because you've done everything with them. And maybe they actually are part of you that you broke into that hundred pieces, you know, a billion years ago. (laughs) And so... Mm -hmm. We do write these contracts. A a soul family member may come in and say, I'm going to be the bad guy for you. I know you want to learn, you know, about anger. I'm going to be that nasty boss and you're going to be really angry at me. And then when we go all back home together, we're going to be laughing about how funny that was and how we played that game and how we did all that stuff. So absolutely, your soul family members often play um, that role, the role of the support team or the role of the whatever, the challenging person, the bad guy, the person who, you know, is in your life. Even in my example of the alcoholic mother, that may well be um, part of your soul family. She may have said, you know, I'm kind of working on this human addictive pattern thing. So I want to come in and I want to see if I can figure out that I really am all one and I don't need that alcohol anymore. That's I don't need that addictive pattern because I realized I'm divine. I'm source. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, let's go do that. Let's see if you can shine the light and I can remember and we can heal that addictive pattern. And it may or may not work out that way. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Lisa, what do you call the people that are in your basket or your elevator? Do you call it your Akashic family when you come in together? Or, yeah. Yeah. I just call them my soul family. Yeah. Very cool. So that's your original kind of soul family. Yeah. That brings me to another thought, too. Decades ago, I read a book called 
the dweller of two planets. And I think, isn't there also possible for a soul to have two parallel lives, or like you said, into a hundred pieces, or more than one life that you're living at the same time? How would that work? <laughs> You know, absolutely. I, I think it's kind of hard to grok. It's a little challenging to wrap your brain around. But if you have 500 past lives on Earth, that means there are 500 aspects of you in the quantum field that are having earthly yeah. lives. So not to mention the galactic lives you've got going on out there. Right. When you were right, when you were a blue uh, being on Sirius or you were right living in a water world like I come from. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, there are. I don't, I mean, I, I can't even wrap my brain around it enough to get, say a number. Like there's thousands of aspects of us in different places, planes and dimensions in that quantum field having ongoing lives. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a we have a couple of questions from the chat room. Um, Margaret would hi Margaret would like to know what do the record keepers look like, Lisa? Oh, uh, you know they're just pure energy beings. So um, you know when I teach my students in my online workshops, often people will see kind of maybe a a beautiful library or or these you know these beings in robes and different things like that because you know we are human and we we imagine a lot of these things but in reality they say you know we do not have names we do not have bodies we are pure energy beings of pure source they have not even had a journey so they don't even you know so um and they have no names. That's why we call them the record keepers instead of by a name. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. One one other question is, um, how do you exercise the Akash? Knowing access, please, uh, some tips, please, and thank you. <laughs> oh, how to? Um, yes. Well, I'll, I'll give you a good tip in this book. Yeah. Um, I teach nice. you my five-step wisdom prayer system. So five-step wisdom prayer system in Akasha, um, in the infinite wisdom whoops, of the Akashic records. It's all, this is a bigger book all about the how to access the Akashic records. So five-step wisdom prayer system, it's, it's more um, fully in the infinite wisdom. There's a shortened version in Akasha. And so... I teach you exactly what I teach my online students. And um, and then a lot of times people get it and then they were like, oh, but I want to learn more. So I teach um, an online 16 hour workshop and yeah. so that I can teach you all sorts of different um, healing prayers and uh, guided visualizations to you know, to really be the sovereign of your field, to be able to own this energy and, and start to move into the Akash, to understand what the heck you might have written in that plan that you wrote, right? So yes. kind of um, learning more so it's easier to understand what they're telling you. So yeah, I it's very that. fun. I love teaching online. I've got a new class starting in October. That was so my next question. That's, and yeah. And how long does that class run for? You know, I teach it in two weeks. I'm teaching right now very intense. Um, it's four hours, two days a week for two weeks. So it's 16 hours in four days because wow. you know, we're all moving so fast. <laughs> you know? yeah. Truth. That is the truth. That's beautiful. And what does a session look like with you? How does that work? Thank you. So when I do an Akashic reading, basically, um, you would find that 
available also on my website. So going to Akashic Knowing, very handy. You go under consultations or Akashic readings, and then you can read more about it. You can read about some of the questions, some of the areas that I work with. Um, of course, we work with people around relationships and, and abundance, money blocks, vitality, right? Purpose and path and just all sorts of spiritual questions that people like to ask. So basically, you would just go to my website and schedule and purchase a reading. And then um, I give you a couple of questions also that are useful to, you know, get an idea. So I email you like, oh, you might want to think about asking questions like this. And it's nice. We get on the call together and I bring them into the Akashic field with me through a guided visualization so they can feel that energy. And then I just invite them to ask some questions and we get a lot of information. I do a lot of quantum healing for them, helping yeah. them shift out of old patterns and beliefs and clear old contracts and emotional pain and trauma from their field so that we are more free to move forward um, at this important time in history with greater ease. Absolutely. And I, I can only imagine how how helpful but also how necessary i mean you're here on time intentionally we need you and with so many people who are finding this time difficult and you know having some despair i just i just can't even imagine the the enormity of the the gift and the love and the and the life that you bring back to people in your work thank you thank you and yeah. you know i just want to mention one other book just because when we talk Please. about this is people's one of the favorite books it's called from questioning to knowing and um it's got 73 healing prayers that i channeled from the akashic record keepers let's just see if i can and it's got a lovely forward by jack camfield but it is very healing i have had so many people email me and say you know i keep that book with me because I can just open to these different prayers. It's a prayer of forgiveness or a prayer to fill up with the highest Akashic energy or a prayer for the majestic body. We can do energy healing with these prayers that the record keepers have given me. And so um, 73 healing prayers to release shame, to release blame, guilt, fear, all of these um, to, you know, align to your higher self to create greater strength in your life. So um, the four books definitely are on my website. They're all lined up. You can see all four of them. And it's been interesting because the record keepers will say to me, you know, it's time to write another book and I'll be okay, what are we writing now? And it's always a little different, right? It, it is different. It. But they just do, they've been saying for a long time now, as I've been, you know, teaching this work that it is everyone's birthright to have access to their own Akashic records, yep. to be able to understand the soul plan you wrote, right? To be able to understand who you're, you know, who you are really as that infinite soul to see yes. those phenomenal past lives where we were healers or spiritual teachers or or leaders maybe we were creating a a world or 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 part of a government right maybe yes. we we're inventors so it's really really important that we start to embrace this greater truth and stop mm -hmm. thinking of ourselves as just little humans who are you know at the at the whim of the world or you know government so moving out of the old um, beliefs of being a victim and really moving into empowerment yes so, how amazing would it be if we could send like all the world leaders to you and have you take, <laughs> take them up there please <laughs> That would be amazing. Yes. From your mouth to right divine ears. From this conversation, I'm getting one big answer. And that is that nothing really is by total accident. It's either planned by us or it is arranged 
by us before we were born as a purpose. So it kind of looks like there is a purpose behind it also for all the atheists and the people that say no out there. Listen, because there will be a day when you're going to find that maybe it wasn't quite what you thought. And then you may think back on this, and that might give you some answers, even after you drop the body. Could that make any sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. The kind of the funny thing, because um, I'm 100% with you, the, the record keepers often say, your purpose is to understand your soul's plan. Right? And so, mm -hmm. Your soul plan is filled with, you know, 50 contracts and gifts and talents that you want to bring from other lifetimes where you've honed those gifts and talents. You know, there's so much that we want to do that is actually based on who we've been and who we've been with and our family and our talents. And so all of that, as well as what do we want to learn? Because we come to learn. We, we, come here because again it's a rare place where we can learn and grow as a soul and so what do we want to learn right this is not done to you you chose to create this in your life and so um when we can start to access the akash and our own library of course you know that's why i love to teach people and and um help people do that for themselves but even when we do readings and healings for clients it can be so empowering to shift the way you you think to to see old hidden beliefs that are unconscious that have been running your life since you were four years old right so we can start to really free ourselves from those unconscious patterns and be the creator beings that we truly are and create this beautiful new earth as we're going forward right now. Thank you for so what you do. So, so beautiful, so amazing. So amazing. Um, Augie usually has a, a question that he likes to ask yeah. at the end of the show. Augie, are you up oh, for that tonight? Yes, I absolutely am. But first of all, uh, all your books are on Amazon, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, how many books do you have? Uh, just four. Four books. <laughs> just, uh, that's, just four. That's... <laughs> That's more than I have. Anyway, yeah, that's wonderful. Go to Amazon, put her name in, and then they'll all come up. And also take the time to go into the uh, uh, the description of each book and read the description of it. That's where you're going to get caught and you're going to realize that I need this information. Right. And just let me say, you will find all four books listed <laughs> and shown on the website. So that can be useful to read the description there. Um, my brand, my newest book, which is Akasha, you'll get four free gifts if you, um, when you purchase it through Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and then you come back to my website and you put that information in, then you'll get four free gifts with guided visualizations and some different tools the record keepers have given me. So you can check all that out at akashicknowing.com. <laughs> and also your uh, your private consultation with people, will you take them to the Akashic record and they'll have a look. Folks, this sounds really interesting. So I suggest that you go to the website and have a second look. All right. I, I do have a question for you. And uh, I didn't tell you about this question because I want to <laughs> surprise people. Okay. The question is, if you could speak to the whole world and the world is listening, what would you tell them? Ah, I would tell them that you are an infinite and wise soul with a plan. And there is so much that you can do, choose and create in this life to transform your life and to help really transform our world. And so I would say, learn to read your records. <laughs> it's time. Yeah. It's time. That's beautiful. That's Sounds so beautiful. Good. Thank you. 
Lisa, thank you thank so you. much for being here. But I uh, just, you know, we have so many amazing guests and I love when uh, the the hour ends and I just feel so effervescent, like my life has been uplifted because your energy is just so beautiful and so loving. And thank you so much for being with us. And thanks, Augie. Thanks, Mac, for producing the show, as always. Thanks to everybody in the chat room. We will see you either at the Mastermind Connection, Sunday at the Paranormal Show, or Friday at the Quantum Wellbeing, or right back